What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to be here this week talking movies with my guy. We got a lot to discuss this week. Titans is back. Oh, you didn't even put this on the docket. I knew. I see you put Beckett I feel like I there. forgot something. And I and I didn't watch Beckett, but you didn't have heels on there because we mm. have to talk about Stephen Emile's heels. That was one that. I am. Titans, of course. We're gonna you're gonna tell us about Beckett because I forgot to watch. Well, it. and honestly, we can just talk talk about that off the rip and just like forget about it right now because it's not good. Mm. John David didn't do a good job. I mean, he did fine. It's just like the story is just. Uh, that's what I heard. I heard the movie was ass. He did decent. Yeah, I mean, he did pretty good at acting, but if I'm, in all honesty, he wasn't very, like, he almost was a little whiny. Mm, it was almost just well, like... Glad we're not talking about that today. And, he, and he's kind of like the bad guy, because, like, you know, right off the jump, he does something really stupid, and it's just like, sets the tone. It's just like, after that, you're just like, well, I don't even know how I can root for this guy, because he's such a fucking idiot. Mm, but, he has a dud, okay. Damn, yeah, J.D. And, and, okay. and Alicia Vikander isn't even really much in it. Damn. All right. What else? Well, we're talking Titans, Reservation Dogs, and Heels. I'm excited to talk about all of that. And we got some great stories this week. Oh, man. Titans fans. We we are eating Titans fans. All the the first two seasons we had to put up with. I don't know if it was worth it, but I do know, man, it felt good seeing what, what we saw in these first four episodes because it would have been three if we'd have dropped this yesterday. L- luckily, I, uh, I me and Shubert are dropping this today. I was supposed to come in here and talk about the Tripper Olympics, but Shubert, I didn't end up going. My girlfriend didn't Damn, realize man. that I would get a, didn't realize I would get a boner from, you know, getting a lab dancer at a strip club or maybe being aroused by other strippers because she didn't think she would get jealous. But then when we talked about it, she's like, oh, I might get jealous. I was like, oh, well, we probably shouldn't go. <laughs> Damn, bro. It's a spectator so, sport. So we didn't end up going to the Stripper Olympics. But it's okay because me and Schubert, by pushing this back a day, ended up getting the Eternals trailer and Titans Episode 4. So I'm excited to talk about all this. Thinking about that, though, it, it did remind me, like, my girlfriend and I just sat today and watched the, the OnlyFans, whatever it is, the ABC special about OnlyFans. And I was like, why do you want to watch this? Wait, y'all watched the ABC trying to explain to moms and dads what OnlyFans Only was. Because yeah. <laughs> it's shutting down. Yo, well, no, I mean, this is before all that happened, but then it just happened. So, because like oh, the, whole, so- the, whole, the whole thing, they're like, oh, we're just going to ride this out while it lasts. We're going to ride this out while it lasts. I mean, her just in there, well, your time's up. Yeah. They're dumb, man. I, I I don't support OnlyFans anymore. I'm on team ladies out there, team sex workers, team well, I mean, strippers they, they out there. Y'all can get y'all coins. They even go in and talk about it on the thing where, like, you know, OnlyFans, no representative was a part of that, um, that what, document, docu-series show thing. And the, all the statements they put out was like, we're, we're good for all content creators. And, you know, and then they had, like, some dude who was on Dave Chappelle who's on there and does his podcast. He's talking about how like, you know, the other side of like, you can, you know, do other content creating on OnlyFans, blah, 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 blah. 
you know damn well you know I, bro schubert we don't even make that type of content but if we did if we were making paid content you know damn well we'd be on patreon before we'd be on only fans <laughs> like, like, what are we fucking talking about? Like, I've been hearing that all day. Well, ooh, content creators can use OnlyFans. Ooh, podcast. They could have been using content. Are used- they could have been doing it the whole time. When? But who? Any of them? When? Exactly. They could have been doing this the whole time. No one uses that. The only reason why y'all got popping. The only reason why people know the name OnlyFans, moms, dads, people in general, is because of sex. It is 1,000% because of sex. We would, well, Beyonce knew about it because of sex. Like, people wouldn't have known about it if it was not for the people who sold pussy on OnlyFans. Excuse me for getting vulgar, but it's the fucking truth. And we're, and, and no one, no one is going to use OnlyFans for that. It's going to be Patreon or nothing. I'm sorry. And Patreon's sitting over there. <laughs> now, they think they're going to get in our game? No, we're going to get in their game, but we're not going to publicize it or talk about it. Because now, no. the women can just go to Patreon. So now, you lose OnlyFans. You lose. Uh, Patreon is known as the content hub, but also can do porn now. You lose. <laughs> no, there, there you go. That, that's a little bit of... Uh... I guess pop culture reference <laughs> yeah. in this in this episode. Yeah, that that that's normally a bros who think conversation. And trust me, we're gonna deep I'm dive sure you guys that this talking week, about that. Yeah, <laughs> bro, it just made me so upset today. I was like, huh? Y'all are getting rid of what? I'm on because Schubert. I said this on a stream, and I feel like if I can say this on Carl's stream, you're my friend. I can talk to you about it. I'm gonna I'm workshopping this idea. What if I made an OnlyFans? What well, if I, mean, I start making buku money? For bros who think it? or whatever? Well, or you just no, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm going to make an anonymous... No one will know this. I'm going to make an anonymous OnlyFans where I just show pictures of my ass and make a shit ton of money. Well, you got one month, so you better hurry. October 1st <laughs> is over. It's fucked. It's fucked. But I thought about that, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen now because of that. But I was going to say, man, if I if it did, I'd take all the boys to Tulum. Just know if Lyndon asked you, hey, Schubert, want to go to Tulum? now, apparently. I, I, I didn't realize this, but apparently Tulum's the spot, you know. To, that's where uh, all any the place, any place are going. Where, yeah, that's where all the thoughts going. And any place that's not wherever the fuck they filmed Bachelor in Paradise and it's crab infested fucking beach. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> but oh, that's man. enough. That's enough pop culture conversation. Y'all don't want to know about Lyndon's potential OnlyFans and me and Schubert's thoughts on Tulum. If you want to know that, check out Bros Who Think Podcast every Monday. It's amazing. But let's get into what you're here for, movies and TV. All right. Uh, yeah, so, so, we had a lot of stuff to go through and some pretty interesting stuff for a lot of uh, of the big fandom. So let's get started. So Star Wars Visions released um, well Star Wars Visions released its initial trailer. <laughs> like for real, like the real trailer of Star Wars Visions is yep. out now and they also put out the list of its sub actors and its dub actors. Uh, we'll only talk about the dub ones cuz not, you know, Lyndon will know those names, but most of most of uh, and I don't even really know those names them. like sub actors. I don't even really know the names of but I know, like, they're amazing. Shout out to them. One of the, you know, like Goku's uh, and some of the Jujutsu Kaisen voice actors are in there. Uh, 
and like just some other ones that I know that are doing the subs. I actually am after watching this trailer and seeing like they did throw a little bit of the sub, what's gonna what that's gonna sound like in the trailer. And I kind of am, you know, I'm probably gonna all watch them in dub first, but I probably watch them in sub afterwards because I kind of want to hear what they sound like. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty cool that Disney Love, Plus is going to put bro. this kind of content on there because it's going to be really unique. As a Star Wars fan, you know, and I'm Love. all for alternative Star Wars. I mean, look at my shirt with this alternative weird ass shit. I mean, I'm I, I'm all for look, you know, bringing in all I got to say is all I got to say is Bravo, Star Wars Visions. My goodness, that looked incredible. The description, the early trailer didn't do it justice. I'm even going to be excited for the little robots. The little robots using lightsabers. This is lightsaber galore. Like, this is amazing. This is what Star Wars is. This is the Star Wars I've always been looking for. Schubert, you know I've been clamoring for Jedi stuff. It doesn't have to be traditional Jedi. And we're getting that. Oh, this looks amazing. I'm so happy they made this happen. I love seeing Star Wars from the Japanese perspective or from whatever race perspective it is that the people are making it. But most of them are from the Japanese Asian perspective. Super excited for that because Star Wars was based off a of samurai. Like that dual one looks great. The one by Studio Trigger with the with the twins. Oh, that looked incredible. All of that shit looked incredible. All of it looked incredible. I literally yeah. had a nerdgasm watching that trailer. I'm so excited for this. We, we got to review this. It looks incredible. You know, you mentioned the twins. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it, those voice actors. Neil Patrick Harris is going to play one twin and Allison Brie is going to play the other twin. Kind of two interesting nice. names to be attached to that. But I mean, it does look like a super cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering how long these episodes are going to be, because like it seems like a lot of stuff is going to happen in between like a lot of the stuff that we saw. Some of them probably will be shorter, but I still I think like you could see some of them be like 20 minutes and some of them be like 40, 45 minutes. See, that's what I was thinking. I think some of these are about to be 45 minutes. Like, I think some are, some will be 15, some might be 30. But I think, like, the, the ones we are looking forward to, the ones, I think the ones are like, going to be an hour, like twins, 45 minutes. The duel, I think, is going to be long. Um, but, like, then the one that was at the, the Tatooine race course with the dude who's going to, like, have a concert, I feel like that's going to be, like, 20. Oh, yeah, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? yeah. Yeah, and see um, the one, and then like the droids, the two droids, TOB1, that might be a small one. But you see like Ak Akahiri and the Elder? Them shit's about to be long, bro. I'm excited for those. Like Henry Golding, Jamie Chung, our girl, uh, George Takei, Takai, incredible. Then we got David Harbour doing one. Like, nah, this shit is yeah. great. Disney Disney yeah. said, people like anime, cool. We're diving into it. We're we're doing anime right, and they and Disney did what I've been they begging. They brought Tamara Morrison to, to play Boba Fett, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like Disney did what you're supposed to do. Go get the anime studios who you see making content that you think is good, and say, hey, we want you to play with our ballpark. You can you can have our characters and do our thing, but you make it how for this content, and I think it'd be great. And like I need to, um, HBO kind of does that. Amazon kind of does that, but Disney seems like they're executing this the right way. I got to give Disney the yeah, props for this. It looks great. You know, obviously, you know, when it comes to canon, it's not going to be, you know, very copacetic, but like, you can't tell me that it didn't feel like Star Wars in every sense of the word. They, you know, the sound effects perfectly spot on, you know, incorporating the stun, the stun circles and having them stop that and, you know, doing things that we'd seen in the movies and in the shows 
it didn't seem like it was anything that was too fantastical. It seemed like it was 100% within the realm, but just showing that a red different and blue lightning. Medium. I was like, oh, shit. When, 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 they, when the twins shot that red and blue lightning at each other, I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is incredible. I never thought we, in a million years we would have seen some shit like this. So this is great. Yeah, and we're just about two or three weeks away from this. You know, I, I'm hoping that I'm they excited. Do, I would I would be fine if they did one a week. Like, you know, yeah, they don't have to do all of, like uh, this is something I, I'm excited for. Once a week, I'm cool with. This may be the best Disney Plus show of the year. Like, and I, and I feel Probably. confident saying that after seeing the trailer. Like, man, bravo, Star Wars, bravo, Lucasfilm. Let me and and, and let me do this because I always give hate. And I gotta give props. Shout out to um, which I I can't believe I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, Kathleen you know, Kennedy. Lucasfilm. Yeah, shout out to you, Kathleen Kennedy. This was a dope decision, and I'm glad you made it. Thank you. So you know, if I can give shit to Kathleen Kennedy, I'm gonna give her praise when something good happens. So this is great. Yeah. Um, but let's move into the other trailers. Uh, let's save the big trailer for last. The first thing I'll talk about, which I don't think you saw. Uh, American Horror Story 10 is going to do a part one, part two. Part one came out, looks super weird. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what to make of it, but uh, our boy who's going to play Green Lantern, um, uh, Finn Wintrock, he's the main mm. guy. So I'm kind of interested to see him do his thing. Um, of okay. course, uh, our homie Evan Peters from Mayor of Town, he'll be in there um, doing of his cool thing. Uh, That's his shit. Yeah, the. The girl from The Undoing that was Nicole Kidman's friend. She's the other main star. So, okay. you know, uh, Peters and her, they're, you know, American Horror Story staples. So not surprising to see them back in there. But American Horror Story's got all sorts of stuff out right now. Their short stories have been going for a while. I think that got renewed for a second season. So... It's it's the time for American Horror Story. There's a big fan base out there for him, so all all power to him. We'll see how that turns out. I might yeah, watch it. I don't know. Um, but the next one is the Voyeur, the Warriors, Warriors. What a the get it right um, is the Voyeurs. Voyeurs, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney, Justice Smith are a couple. Um, Just this is a movie I, about a couple watching another couple have sex and getting off to it. Yeah, <laughs> like is this supposed to be a horror movie? Like they watch well, too much. Yeah, it's and, supposed like, to be a thriller. Because <laughs> like they they're like they're gonna try and get involved with them. Like they're they're like oh I just wish we could be their friends or whatever. And then like <laughs> it's they just, find yeah. out like they're murderers. <laughs> I don't know if it's that they're murderers or just like I don't know. They're just we'll, fucking we'll weirdos. It, I, look. It's Amazon, so I mean, I trust that it could be. No, that's good. Netflix, huh? Mm-mm. It's Amazon. It's, it's Amazon. Oh shit! Okay, well, I'm I'm a little more excited about that then. But I will say this. Um, I will say this. If I'm I'm gonna watch it just for the fact that I was so weird, like watching Justice Smith bang that girl while looking through the binoculars at this other people having. I was just like, oh, they're really going there. I gotta watch it now. Shit just looks wild. I just gotta watch yeah. it to be able to talk about it on Twitter. Like, good for, good for Justice movies. Smith to do something with a little bit of maturity in it. Yeah, he's showing he's older, man. Justice Smith said, I'm growing up. Like, stop putting me in fucking Pikachu movies. 
Um, but I, know, I've been girl there. too, because that girl's yeah. trying to do the same thing. She's in. Um, well, I mean, she, she's in Euphoria, so I mean, like, she's been, she's doing like. She's real in shit. White and Lotus she, too. She's in White Lotus, and I mean, she she plays a pretty serious role in White Lotus too. I mean, yeah, that, that. I mean, she's that girl is like stealing her friend's man and doing drugs. I mean, that girl's. That, that's insane. also what I watched this weekend. So we could talk about um, White Lotus a little bit too. I, I, <laughs> I didn't finish I, I it. Watch that. Don't. I gotta tell you how much I watch because you. I know you watch more than me, but I, I, I like White thing. Lotus a lot. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but um, yeah, the, shout the other out thing, Justin Smith though. The other thing I watched real quick as we move into the MCU is I did watch the What If. I don't know if you watched that with T'Challa. I mean, well, I'm not look. I'm gonna be honest, fans, and I know y'all are probably looking for us to give you our thoughts on What If. I'm not in the What If. I'm just not. I'm no sorry. Fire. It's been good. See, that's what everybody been telling well, I, me. I would like, say I would say that this episode to me was more fire than last episode because the child is. All right, Schubert. Let me ask you like, this. If, 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 we, you should, if, you, if you don't watch any of them, I would watch the T'Challa one because you know, it's T'Challa and he's fire. All right, let me tell you how I feel because I know what happened in the T'Challa one. We might as well talk about this. I come from Batman the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited, Teen Titans, Young Justice. I come from good animation. I also come from anime. I also come from fucking the best Amerimaze. Is this shit as good as any of that that I just named? Is it as good as any of that? Is it better than any of the Marvel animations from the 90s, X-Men, Spider-Man, or the Spider-Man series you love? Is it better than any of that? I would say if you're talking animation style, no. If you're talking story, I think what they're doing as a way to be like, hey, imagine if this happened is like a good way of showing everybody's conversation that they have be like you know what if this did this like you know how would it react to the to the whole thing like i don't know i how saw the thing that they have the wakandans were like t'challa my man like that's genocide and everybody on twitter was like oh that's hot that's hot the wakandans are telling thanos that's genocide like well the whole man, the whole deal cool. in that episode i, I guess I... you know with with thanos is that uh T'Challa, Star Star Lord, Thanos is part of his crew. Yeah, they're friends. Like he, yeah, they're friends. Yeah, it's whatever. Because he cool. convinced him that it was you know whatever. Cool Nebula's Marvel fans. I'm I'm glad y'all are enjoying that, Schubert. I'm glad you're enjoying that. I'm not here to shit on it. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be hateful. But it's, it's just not I just my think bag. That, right I think now. I think everyone should have the, that concept. Literally every fandom should have a show like that. See, you you want to see it for Star Wars. That's why you want this shit to work, so you can get all kind of crazy. Yeah. Wood. But uh, see, I think Star Wars is doing that, but in a much cooler way. Visions is that. It's Visions sort of, is but that, I mean, like, like it's, uh, it's not like taking like, decisions it's not taking that could have been made. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and flipping it. But, uh, you know, but I see, think... I, that's, like, why, that's why I think, I think Star Wars I, is doing it in... Like, you're telling... Different people's perspective of the universe from with original. I just think that's cooler, man. I'm like, I, I almost think that it's like Star Lord, cool. It's. It, I think this is the only way Marvel could have done something similar to Visions because I don't think they could pull off doing anime style redos of the stories because, like, it just like, what would it be my hero? Like, that's what it would look like. You know, at least <laughs> we're like, I'd fuck with that. <laughs> I don't know, but no, it have to, it have yeah. to be original stuff. You're right; it would have to be like nine. But see, okay, I'm gonna pitch something to you. I hope they I hope they do this, and if they do, just know, Lennon pitch it to you. you. What if is basically 
the Marvel canon that we know, but what if these other things happened? Essentially, yeah, yeah. they're multiverse stories, correct? Yeah, which is what I'm wondering is if there's going to have a mul- some kind of tie-in later. Because so like, let's, they they, they let's say they like don't. Like they have something overarching. So if they do, cool. If they don't, cool. Why not tell an anime story of... Instead of these... Because see, what if... The reason... My biggest thing is these are vignettes and it's over with. If you want to do Marvel anime, just tell anime stories inside of different multiverse. Like, go to a different universe and just tell us an anime story inside that universe. Let them make the characters. They could do... Wolf, like they could bring Wolf, They could... They could do yes, exactly. Like like uh, any of the other Spider Men in uh, Into the Spider Verse. If you want to do Noir Spider Man and tell a full animated story about that, that's cool to me. That's interesting. These what ifs are just like vignettes. I don't think they're important. They might be important down the line, and if they are, then I admit I was wrong. But if you want to do that, then just go tell anime multiverse stories inside of a different universe where it doesn't affect the one you're at right now. Which is something that could have altered eventually come into i think like this is marvel's introduction into rebooting an animated world based upon the concepts built in the mcu it's like their first attempt and as i feel like visions couldn't have happened unless star wars already built up their animated base like they already have a majority of their fandom that is like okay well the animated stuff is actually like worth it worth watching true so i'm gonna tune in and that's a that's a great point that's a great point. So, and also, I'm going to say this. The animation does bug me. I'm sorry. It, it, it's bad. I come from good, it's bad. I, I come from good animation. I'm not trying to watch 3D, blimpy T'Challa. Like, y'all got to do better, bro. Y'all are Marvel. Do fucking better. I'm not giving y'all a pass for that. So, uh, until but, y'all do better, know, I'm not watching. I'm talking about the MCU. Let's th- talk about uh, the MCU Superman Ooh, something, and Friends. Something I am watching, even though... Oh, I'm glad you said it. I gotta, I gotta call out. I gotta call out Marvel fans. I'm excited for this movie. Don't think what I'm about to say is hate. It's not hate. But I just gotta, I just gotta check y'all. So, didn't people say they hated how Henry Cavill's Superman flew and acted and did things? But isn't that a car? Isn't the same way Henry Cavill's eyes looked when he shot eye beams at cars? Isn't how a cars was flying, punching that deviant Henry Cavill's Superman's flight speed, which people said they hated how Zack Snyder did? Didn't Chloe Zhao take Justice League's color palette and just give us a dark MCU movie? I- hey, hey, look, look, may- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. But to me, this looks like Marvel's darkest movie. Color palette wise, this looks like them doing something that's a little more DC esque. I'm just saying that's what it looked like, but I'm excited for it. I think the the fucking Celestials look cool as shit. That red one standing in space, that looked badass. And I think they're telling a story that I'm actually interested in. Why didn't y'all help? If y'all are in, like, why didn't y'all help with Thanos? Who is Thanos? I think we're going to learn a lot about they, that that's side That's what of the I really liked about this trailer is that they they asked the hard questions. They were like, you know, if you guys are a part of this and you guys are as powerful as you say, then why weren't you involved? And what is this? And then like, what was it? Yep. Uh, um, John Snow. You can't tell um, the story without asking Kit that. Harrington. That has to be the Kit huge Kit one. Kit Harrington asking like, yeah. okay, so who who's the one who's telling you you can't do this? And I'm like, those are great questions. Those are questions I want to watch the movie to get see if I can get them answered. So like I felt like yep, this trailer no, served Eternals really well. Like this this was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely have to watch this now. More so 
this, this because trailer, like Shang-Chi is also Superfire. So uh you you took the words out of my mouth. This trailer made me a little bit more interested in this movie than Shang-Chi, where before I was interested in Shang-Chi. But just from just judging from trailer to trailer, even though the reaction from Shang-Chi is this might be one of the best Marvel movies ever, is that Shang-Chi looks like a Marvel movie. It feels like, oh, insert hero, funny themes, color palette, same thing. This yeah. Chloe Zhao movie, shit looks different, man. It looks different. It looks it like does, Marvel doing something they haven't done before. Well, I mean, it looks is like Chloe Marvel, Zhao, Marvel got Co- Chloe Zhao to make a DC movie. Well, I mean, is Chloe Zhao the first Marvel director who's won an Oscar who's done one? Oh, yeah, for I sure. For I, sure. I, I think sure. so. So, I mean, like, this is like, and see, you know, you're getting a serious director to come in here and, like, do something that's completely... This is like... Almost separate. I mean, like, this is... Different from tone, what she does. You know, well, I'm just saying, like, in terms of the MCU, like, this is not like the other characters in the in the MCU. This is, you know, a totally different story based upon something that is supposed to expound set. and build. Yeah, I mean, this is, like... A totally different thing. It almost doesn't feel like an MCU movie to me. It just feels like a, a di- another movie. It felt like no. Look, it looked cool. Everything about it, I loved. I loved it. But like, like I said, I just want to. I just want Marvel fans to be honest that this is Marvel's most DC looking movie because it does. You got a chorus eyes that was straight up Henry Cavill. Like I was like, oh shit, Richard Madden, look at you. You could have been a lot Superman. of the stuff That's that Angelina Jolie was doing reminded me of uh, Wonder Woman. Hey, and see, I didn't even look. I was too busy focusing on a car. I was like, whoa, I didn't even look for that. But you're right. Like, holy shit. That like, it just, it looked great. And this With is like I said, I'm not hating. Like- mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not hating on this movie at all. And just the dialogue from Summer Hyatt to start the trailer felt like a DC movie. I was like, you sound like you, Zach, like, Zach, Batman, how many people have we lost, Alfred? How, how like, uh, we've been criminal. Like, all that, all that Zack Snyder dialogue, that sounded just like that right there. Oh, wh- why is Thanos, like, all that shit, asking the questions about Thanos and all that shit. I but loved they it. still I do have their little Marvel comedy quips, like, I'm sure this ha- this table's built with vibranium. Yeah, that was, but that was the work, Marvel. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It Whatever. did, it did. But I, I'm excited for this movie. Dude. Like, Shang-Chi still is my number one Marvel movie and, got, and, and people are saying great things about it, too. So, I'm pumped. And, and they are. But I'm thinking Eternals might give it a run for its money. I really do. What I'm worried about for Eter- Eternals might be the best comic book movie of the year, which I'm worried about for Suicide Squad, because I don't think Shang-Chi's moving Suicide Squad from the top spot. I, I just don't. Eternals may, may do it, because Chloe Zhao's a, a, a damn good filmmaker, so... She may do it. It looks good. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the same way that I feel like I was saying about Suicide Squad, where it felt like a movie and not a, a movie that was a part of a fan sphere. Like it felt. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could be the same deal, where like this doesn't feel like an MCU movie. It feels like a movie, just in general. And see what's like, going to be interesting Suicide is Squad felt like a movie, not a DC movie. That and that's going to be the interesting thing is if this feels like just like a good movie from Marvel. Then I'm gonna be interested to see how you bring a chorus or some of these other people into the other people's MCU world. Like I'm gonna, it's gonna be interested to see. Like, okay, so let's say Chloe Zhao is successful. Let's say she makes two movies, three movies, however many. But what are you gonna do when you, it's time to bring these characters that look specifically Chloe Zhao into the big brightness that is Marvel? 
uh, that maybe we need to see the movie because maybe it is brighter. But just from what I'm seeing from that trailer, I feel like it's going to be a, ve- a, a a palette differentiating when it's time for them to move into the other. Well, I'm really movies. also just wondering how they them as characters fit into the to what the MCU does, like to what all That's, the Avengers and all of them are doing. And see, and like how, and are they are they more powerful? No, they gotta be. And then see, the thing is with Kid Harrington, he's someone who's gotta be in the Avengers movies for it, just from who his character is as Black Knight. And I'm interested, does he get his powers in this one? Like this movie has a lot of questions, but I'm excited for Eternals. They they did a good job. I was shocked they released it at 1 a.m. though. I thought that would have been something they would have released in the heat of the day for people to be tweeting about. But I guess people are talking about it today. I, think, I don't know. I just yeah, they wanted I they wanted to be there when you woke up. True, but I just didn't see it trending on Twitter how I how it might have if you release it at seven a.m. on East Coast, and then by the when people are waking, they're like, "Oh shit!" By releasing it at twelve, other shit was tweeted in before it, so I don't know. No, but we got some more MCU was, coming up. But it looked great and, though. But um, next up, speaking of MCU. This was announced. I don't know why people made a big deal about this. Like, I thought this was announced months ago. But officially, Anthony Mackie's getting Captain America 4, a new movie written by uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier head writer Marcus Spellman. We, in the Discord, we had a hot debate about this. Like, I'm, I'm cool with this. Good for this. I'm happy. I'm going to watch it. As you know, uh, Anthony Mackie's Captain America is now one of my favorite MCU characters of all time. He's probably my favorite right now. But being who me and you are, Schubert, I would have preferred them do season two of Falcon Winter Soldier. I get that he's Captain America and you have to give Captain America a movie. I get how the optics would look from the PC social media community. But to me, I just felt like more we got more from this Captain America Winter Soldier series than we did from any of the Captain America movies. Like, I just felt like we dived deeper into who they are. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is more so just the next phase of the story. I, like, I don't see it that way. I feel like you did the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You did that. Now you're going to do Captain America 4, and then maybe you do another series After? with a different name. Mm, okay. Now, if that happens, I'm cool with that. But this tells me Bucky might not be in this movie, and that sucks. I don't think so, because, I mean, he was in the Captain America movies, and he was never... I mean, I guess it was one of them was True. called the Winter Soldier, but, like... I mean, he shows up in all the all the other Captain America movies, so I assume you'll be he in does. this. He does. You're right. All right, you, you're kind of cooling my, my my tempers, but I think this movie might sell more than Black Panther. That's my that's my theory right now. When this movie comes out, I think it's going to sell more than Black Panther. I think it's going to have yeah. the Black Panther effect times ten because it's going to be the African American cap, and like I just think African Americans in America are going to go crazy for this movie. So I'm excited for this though. Nonetheless, yeah, also, even though also I wish it would have been a series. It also really depends on the lead up, you know, what's going to happen in, in terms of what's going on in the MCU before that. Um, you know, what are the stakes? Who are the villains? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. that yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of setup based upon what's going on with Julia Dreyfus and, and all yeah, that. I mean, is this going to be a U.S. agent and all, all the people that associate with U.S. agent coming in? Versus fight. the cap? That'd be hard. That'd be hard. I'd fuck with that. But that's why I want that to be a TV show so we could... Nah, 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 nah. See, I would rock with that as a TV show so we can see the intricacies from both sides. As a movies, we don't get as much, but that's still hard. Either way, I'm super interested in the 
agent U.S. government conspiracy street. I guess this is Marvel MCU street level stuff of like the espionage world of Marvel. I'm so much more interested I mean, in like, that it, than the cosmic I, stuff right isn't, now. Isn't um, Florence Pugh supposed to be a part of this Julia Louis? Yes, Dreyfus she's group? supposed to be part of Julia. So that's what I'm yes, saying. That's like, what I'm I feel like for it. this movie can and be Hawkeye's like Hawkeye's going to involve that. The, the Hawkeye series that's coming. I'm, exactly. I'm so like, I, I imagine that the Captain America four would be sort of like Captain America Civil War. Where you'll, it'll be, it'll be Sam, it'll be Bucky, it'll be uh, Hawkeye, I guess, maybe Kate Bishop, well, like Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and then you mm-hmm. know it'll be U.S. Agent Florence Pugh and whoever comes out. And, of And who knows, Hawkeye. maybe Florence Pugh changes side because of the Hawkeye series when she hears the real story about how Hawkeye didn't kill Black Widow. Mm, fair enough. So we got to see, but something that. I'm not excited for. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Like, this is cool news, but to me, I'm going to just read the story and then tell you how I feel. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has added Dominique Thorne to its cast, the actress who will be playing Ironheart in the MCU. Thorne has been previously announced as Riri Williams for the hero self-titled Ironheart series coming to Disney+. Plus. Kevin Feige confirmed to comicbook.com that Thorne will make her MCU debut as Ironheart in the Wakanda Forever movie. This movie is about everything but fucking Black Panther. I'm sick of it. Like, recast him. Like, y'all are trying to, oh, yeah, we're going to introduce Riri Williams. We're going to introduce Namor. We're going to introduce all these things you don't care about, like, and make you care about them in a Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie about Wakanda that's not about Black Panther because y'all refuse to recast him. It's stupid to me. It's stupid. It's it's stupid in that front, but I do... In terms of the character of Riri Williams and Ironheart, this makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense. For, it makes sense for that character to introduce her before the Ironheart series. Since, there's, and like, since obviously, there's no Iron Man, you can make it sure he is like a mentor to her. What sure, kind of technology? Like, vibranium help yeah. her like really get her suit together. It, it makes sense it makes for sense. that character, but it is stupid that honestly, I almost feel like this is Ironheart's movie. Like, from I, this I story. don't I'm care like, about this movie. I'm like, like, give me, give me. Who Cap else are you going to talk about? Bruh, give me Spider Man. Give me Cap Four. Give me Blade. Give me Moon Knight. I don't care about this Eternals. shit. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Shang Chi. I don't care about Shang-Chi, this shit. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'd much rather the Iron Heart series. Like, like I said, if you want to give Wakanda some shit, do the Dorm Alive series, but don't, 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 don't try to piss on me and tell me it's rain because that's what that is. That's all that is. That's fair. But you know, I'm my bad. I I forgot that I got to read the next one too. My busy next yeah, one. Too, next man. one we got. Ooh, okay, yeah, I know. Renowned, renowned Japanese filmmaker Shinsuke Saku, uh, who made I Am Hero Kingdom, Alice in Borderland, has signed on to direct the live action adaptation of My Hero Academia for Legendary Entertainment. The prolific filmmaker will make his English language debut with the movie. I like this. See, okay. I, I'm assuming Warner Brothers is going to buy this because I don't think you get this director with Legendary and it's, it's not going to Netflix. I'm sorry. And Netflix, yeah. this is how you make an announcement. You go get someone from the, one of the biggest j- Japanese directors. You say, hey, we want you to make this amazing Japanese manga into live action by getting someone who knows the culture, who knows what they're doing over there and come and make a, a, a superhero film for America about my hero. This is going to be huge, bro. This is going to be this might be as big as Marvel. Like this is going to be huge. It's going to be yeah. fucking and I know I know people are going to be like, "Did Lennon just say this is going to be as big as Marvel? That's crazy." But what you don't understand is that 
the fact that you're about to get a live action My Hero. This is Teen Titans. This is X-Men and not X-Men with old ass Hugh Jackman and old ass Jean Grey and old ass Cyclops. No, this is X-Men with the teenagers. This is Teen Titans. Yeah, this is X-Men this first is class on steroids. This is with kids and adults alike are going to like. This is crazy. If they do this right, this could be big. Yeah, I think that this story makes me a little bit more excited for the idea of having a live action My Hero English language. My question would be, you know, who are you going to end up putting in the roles? Because obviously it's set in Japan, so it's obviously got to be an all Asian cast. So, like, I just don't know, like, based on how the age group that it is who you would throw in there and you know even for the yeah, older characters like Aizawa and All Might I, I don't know who you would throw in there for that <laughs> that's gonna be so crazy who do, if you're an Asian actor and you want to be big time you go try out for All Might man I mean <laughs> obviously Simulu and, and uh, Henry Golding need to go out there and try but I just don't know who I would put them in there oh they're not getting Henry Golden's not getting All Might All Might All Might is going to have to be a special person I don't think Simulu is getting All Might either but I do think the Aizawa character will be a big role for somebody and like I don't see sure. them but like I've been watching a lot of foreign films a lot of Korean films and recently I watched Memories of Murder. I watched a lot of I think the dude from Parasite could be Fat Gum. Which guy from Parasite? The, the main dad guy. The, the, the dad. The dad. He's a little old. You don't think he could be fat gum? I feel like fat gum is like our age. Oh yeah, fat gum is like our okay, good point. He could be he could be Gran Torino. I'd fuck with him as Gran Torino. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I fuck with that, bro. Go get my man. Go get my man from Last Samurai. You know who I'm talking about, who I love, who was Scorpion and fucking uh whatchamacallit. Go get him to be Aizawa, even though he might be a little too old. But boy, I'd love that. Make him the principal. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. I'm excited for this. But it's gonna be unknowns. It's gotta be. Cause I don't think they're gonna do unless they're gonna do an American version and give us like white and black actors, but I don't see them doing that. Like if you're going to get the see, Japanese director, I almost feel like, I almost feel like it would just be better if they just didn't did the movie in Japanese. Just yeah. Shoot in Japanese and put it in America. And like, if you want to dub it, whatever people still watch it. Yeah. But like, I'd yeah, rather just it, be it, like, like don't try. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. you could do some other races because you know my hero. You could like has different race, like animal type, and all. You can make those like American actors, but like for the main people, like Bakugo, Deku, and Shoto, they might have to be Japanese, man. They really might have to be like because they're Japanese. Yeah, you're kids saying like maybe you could so, like have like Froppy be a white person or something. Yeah, like Froppy, like do Sato with the eyes in his hands and shit, who you never like, see his face, or uh, like Ashido. But see, even their fucking names are Japanese, so it doesn't fucking work to me. But like the pink girl, the pink girl can be a white person if you want to. Yeah, and, and um, the invisible girl can be a white person if you girl want can be anybody, to. Anybody, I mean. But, uh, but, but like, what's, even what's down to their Tok- names, Tok- Shubert, it's Tokiomi. not like. What's his name? Yep, Tokiomi. Yeah, yeah, that's him. The 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 hawk guy, the 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 yeah. the, the crow I mean, guy. He could be but even then, like 
my argument for Spike Spiegel not being an Asian person is because he's from Mars and his name is Spike fucking Spiegel. Like that could be anything. Jet could be anything because we don't know the like they're from Mars. That could like you could make that anything. But with this, the child's name is Izuku Midoriya. That is inherently a Japanese child. All these people have to be Japanese. Well, the I'm setting sorry. is You're right. They have to Japan. Be. In Japan, yeah, it's not like it's in, yeah, no, 100%, 100%, yeah, it's gotta be all, all Japanese cast. Interesting, gonna see what Legendary does, but I'm excited for this nonetheless, no matter if they do Japanese or not, but I'm with you, they should not whitewash this, they should just go all the way with it. Next up, Catwoman will have a new animated film in anime style, ooh, okay, go Catwoman. Catwoman the Hunted will voice star Elizabeth Giles as Catwoman. Hunted picks up with Catwoman as she attempts to steal a priceless jewel. The heist puts her squarely in the crosshairs of both a powerful consortium of villains and the ever-resourceful Interpol, as well as Batwoman, voiced by Stephanie Beatrice. Other stars include Jonathan Banks as Black Mask, Stephen Blum as Solomon Grundy, Lauren Cullen, Cohen as Julia Pennyworth, Zira Fazal as Talia al Ghul, Kirby Howe Baptiste as Barbara Minerva, a.k.a. Cheetah, and then Kelly Hugh as Cheshire, with Julia Pennyworth, is this like a, a different universe where like Alfred like is, is not Alfred and and like Batwoman is the Batman and I feel like it is that type of shit or is Julia Pennyworth a relative of Alfred who just works for Interpol because they did say Interpol's after that, that's and true Alfred that could, could have like a, a niece or something so I, I think those are the two directions it's either going to be that Batwoman is the Batman and Julia Pennyworth is her Alfred or it's a universe with Batman, with Alfred, and Batwoman's just after her, and Julia Pennyworth is Alfred's like niece, uh, like sisters, anything something. not child, niece, godchild, something, something like that that works for Interpol. Those are my two guests, but I'm interested in that. Also, by next episode, I will have watched both parts of Long Halloween so I can review them. I bought them. I just haven't watched them yet. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, we can I'll review that. that next week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I saw the story and I was like, wow, this is actually really interesting. You know, Stephanie Beatrice, of course, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Elizabeth uh, mm -hmm. Giles, who is uh, from Victorious. Um, oh, you know, yeah. So they, interesting, that, interesting voice cast. I thought it was interesting that uh, Cheetah was going to be a part of this story because I feel like Cheetah yeah, and well, Catwoman would have an interesting dynamic. Talia uh, Al Ghul as well. I thought... The, the characters that they incorporated to be a part of this story were pretty interesting. And the fact that it's an anime in an anime style seems like it's going to be a pretty, a pretty interesting story that I would definitely want to watch. They need to sell me on how Catwoman going to beat any of these people's ass because nine, nine times out of ten, Catwoman will get her ass beat by Talia, Cheetah, Cheshire, <laughs> all of them and Batwoman like what's Catwoman doing bro she don't got them hands like that so I wanna I'm, I'm in, they, they better sell me on how Elizabeth Giles is about to beat her Catwoman's about to beat fucking Talia and all of them so but I'm, yeah, I'm interested man. I I'm mean the anime sure. style I think is gonna be really cool I've only seen a picture of, of Catwoman in it and it looks looks neat uh, I'm just wondering okay. how the fight sequences would be if it's gonna be like full on anime style or what but I mean I, it's a cool idea you know, we were just talking about okay, how Star Wars it. Visions and like they're doing their thing. You know, here's DC taking a page out of that and giving an opportunity to do an anime style. And well, I mean, they, they've been they've been DC yeah. like with Batman Ninja and all that shit, even though that yeah. didn't really work. But this looks good. I'm looking at the picture right now. It actually looks really good. Yeah, it does. It looks really good. 
I would, if you, okay, if you're cool. listening to this, I, I would recommend go check out that picture. I mean, it looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. If you're watching this know, on YouTube, I'll put I'll put a picture in if I remember in editing. I'll try to like put it in. Like, I'm, I don't remember where it's gonna be at. Oh, I, I think don't it's think probably gonna be some. Yet. It's gonna be like long Halloween like where you probably buy it. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but uh, the next story we got, this is a pretty interesting one for you and me because I know we're both fans of Adventure Time, but the Adventure Time universe is going to expand. HBO Max this. is going to have a new half-hour series about Fiona and Cake. Uh, the 10-episode series titled Fiona and Cake um, is, is going to be them embarking uh, on a multiverse-hopping adventure with you know um, all the characters from that multiverse of adventure time um new antagonist is going to try and track them down and erase them from existence um adam muto and they're, they're working is, with the ice king too yeah uh, from well, the former time, yeah. ice king yeah the former, the former ice king, ice king the, cause he's not yeah. ice king in this mm-hmm. so uh adam muto who is the showrunner for adventure time is going to executive produce the series so you know it's going to be true to form hbo max oh, has done a really good job run- He's going to show run and executive produce both. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely right into the, the adventure time bag. And this was one of my favorite episodes of adventure time ever when they brought in Fiona and cake, uh, as like kind of a, a side story. And I think this is going to be really good. I'm definitely interested in watching that. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm interested in all of this. Everything you just said, I'm into, I like Fiona and Cake. I'm interested to see like the Marceline and Princess Bubblegum or Prince Bubblegum and like the Marceline guy. I'm, I'm excited for all of this. The side characters, everything. This is going to be dope. I'm going to watch this for sure. Yeah. 10 episodes. I like it. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. And it'll probably get a season two, too. It's probably going to have to stop making episodes because people are going to be so into it. Like, I don't know if this guy knows, like, unless he knows now, but like he has to know that like he better be ready to make at least three seasons of this. It's not well, just yeah, I mean, this is something done. that fans were clamoring for before, you know, they even before, finished I, Adventure Time. before we were in college. I mean, like, yeah, I remember watching Adventure Time in high school and that episode came out. And people were like, oh, we need this show. Yeah, facts. No, 100 uh, percent. So the Witcher Blood Origin Netflix's live action prequel series um, is growing its cast with 10 new members. Miriam Mack will play Mirwin. Lenny Henry will play Baylor. Jacob Collins will play Eirdin, Lizzie Annis will play Zakare, Hughes Norbelli will play Callan, aka Brother Death, Francesca Mills will play Meldoff, Anna Murray will play Fenric, Nathaniel Curtis will play Brian, Zach Wyatt will play Sindril, and Dylan Morin will play Utrock One Nut. <laughs> um, Sarah O'Gorman and Vicky Jusen will direct. Uh, three episodes of each of the six episode limited series. Cool. Can I see season two of the Witcher and the Witcher anime first before like I care about any of this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm interested to see how that goes, but more interested to see the Witcher season two. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next up, we got FX has ordered the limited series retreat written by the OA creators, Brent Marlin and Zal Batmanglijij. The mystery. That's his real last name. Batman oh, really? Yeah. Bat Batman Jilly. Okay, cool. The mystery series, a twist on the detective trope, follows an amateur sleuth named Darby Hart as she attempts to solve a murder case at a secluded retreat. 
Both writers will direct with Marling also playing a key role in the whodunit. Per Retreat's logline, Darby and 11 other guests are invited by a reclusive billionaire to participate in a retreat at a remote and dazzling location. When one of the guests is found dead, Darby must fight to prove it was murder against a tide of competing interests and before the killer takes another life. I'm interested in this. FX is putting out good stuff, and I'm always down to watch a whodunit. I mentioned in that article that I pulled this from that they do recognize that this is kind of like White Lotus um, oh, and okay. kind of and, and Fantasy Island too that just came out recently that this is kind of like the new thing of, of going to a resort or retreats and but White Lotus unless I haven't gotten far enough White Lotus isn't a murder who done it is it. In the very first episode of White Lotus, the, um, one of the characters is sitting I, with... I know, is dead, there's a, yeah. there, there's a Somebody is dead. So, like, that's the mystery. Like, who is dead? Who dies at the end of White Lotus is the mystery. But I thought... Okay, wait, 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 wait. It's not a whodunit. It's not a whodunit. Like, this is, yeah. is going to be a whodunit, but, like, I'm just saying, like, it's like At White a, Lotus, you know who dies. In the beginning, you know who's dead. Who's dead? Hold on. Spoiler alert for White Lotus because I got to ask him this right now. The dude said his fiance is dead. The lady he just married. Nah, he just married he Alex. Did, the t- rewatch that first first episode. Wait, he did not say who was dead. He didn't say anyone. He didn't say his wife was dead. He didn't say his wife was dead? What did he say? Uh, he said that he's... Uh, yeah, he just he he did not say that she Getting was dead. Getting back from resort because because someone died, huh? Someone did die. Yeah. I just assumed it was his wife this whole time. I just thought Alex Dodario was just gonna pop off and die. Oh shit! I need to finish White Lotus then. I'm I'm only three. I'm I'm on episode three. Oh shit! Okay, I bet. Well, White Lotus is great. Check it out. <laughs> Yeah, um, but this also seems like it'd be really interesting. You know, we're talking about FX stuff, and I think FX does some really good, really good work right now. I'd be interested to see this. Facts, facts. All right, next up we got. Oh no, that's me. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Next up we got uh, R.J. Siler has been cast in a series regular role in the upcoming Issa Rae HBO Max comedy series Rap Shit. The series followed two estranged high school friends from. Miami, Shawana, played by Idea Oseman, and Mia, played by Camillan, uh, who will reunite to form a rap group. Siler will play Lamont, an aspiring music producer with sharp ear for talent. He is also loving but sometimes absent-minded young father to Melissa. So by association, he has a complicated relationship with Mia. Jonica Booth and Devin Terrell also star in the series. Okay, I know cool. not a lot about this, but you know, Easter Ray, HBO Max comedy uh, i'd be probably willing to give it a try yeah no i'm down with this okay fuck yeah all right next oh no next up is you <laughs> yeah a uh, series adaptation of field of dreams has been ordered straight to series at peacock did they Television. see that, that 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 baseball game got the most viewership in baseballs in years so they said hey people love <laughs> people love field of dreams so let's make a field of dreams tv you watch that game I watched the first two innings and then the highlights at the end. I mean, I, yeah, still, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to see what it looked like. I mean, it, it looked cool. And, you know, okay, that's so, you know, just stray a little bit in the world of TV and baseball, talking about what baseball needs to do to make itself more marketable. 
is that. I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing that makes more interesting. That was an event. Like, that's not something that, you know, baseball has 168 games in, in their season. So, like, to have an event like that, that's something that people are going to tune into. So, like, that was smart day. of them. They could do a them, wild but... thing, they, a major league. They could do that, like. Well, they can't anymore because like... the Indians are gone. Oh, yeah, right? true, true. It's the Guardians. And may, may not yeah. even be that because shout out to that the roller Guardians? derby team. No, did you not? You don't know about this. This story they, they, broke on yeah, our radio I station. I know, but, I mean, like, that. I went on the website, and they haven't done anything on that website or done anything else since 2018. So I don't know how they can say that they can't. Hey, they still own it. They still own it, man. And they put out merch. So they're fighting for the uh, trademark name, but that's a different conversation for a different. They're going to get the money. But if we, yeah, yeah, I asked for $10 million. You want the name? Give me $10 million. Yeah. I'm trying to get everybody on. That's like everybody on that roller derby team would be a millionaire after this. That's like one pitcher in the bullpen salary. Like, exactly. They, they can pay exactly. that. I mean, baseball players get paid $160 million for doing nothing. So um, Exactly. But th- you interested in this show? No, not in the slightest. I don't really like Field of Dreams the movie, which is kind of a hot take. I'd, out of, if you were to tell me, like, out of all the baseball movies that have ever been made, where I would rank Field of Dreams, it wouldn't even be in the top five. I, you know, I don't know if I could name t- oh. 10, field, 10 baseball movies. I mean, I like Major League better than Field of Dreams. I like Bull Durham better than Field of Dreams. I probably like The Natural better than Field of Dreams. Yeah, like, like, there's a lot of movies out yeah, there like of Field three, of Dreams. Sandlot. I like all three of those movies better than Field of Dreams, too. And then if you count uh, the Keanu Reeves movie with Baby with Baby G. Hardball. Um, the that's hardball, that's what's called Hardball. That, and if you... And if you count Moneyball too, the Brad Pitt Jonah Hill movie about the A's, that I mean, that's about baseball. If you count that, yeah, all right. Field of Dreams may be low. I don't think that's a hot take because I think I agree with you because I do like Major League. Major League's probably my favorite movie where they play baseball. I'd say Bull Durham, I like more. Like you said, The Natural, I like more. Shit, I'd say Rookie of the Year, I like more with that little kid who starts throwing, having the like Mike shit. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, I like all those movies. Crazy Field of Dreams. Hated on yeah. by the Bros Who Binge podcast. I mean, it's not like I hate, like I hate it or whatever, but I mean, like there's just so many other baseball movies out there that I think are better. Being real, I mean, it's kind hey, of I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad um, at that at all. What we what we got next? Comedian, producer, and writer Wyatt Sen- Senak, I believe is his last name, has sealed a multi-year exclusive overall deal spanning across both Warner Brothers Animation and Cartoon Network Studios. Uh, Sinak, who got a start in animation as a writer on King of the Hill, will develop and produce original animated programming both uh, at, at both shingles for preschool kids and adult and family. Uh, Sinak already has two projects in active development at the studios, a, a, an animated long-form movie and an adult animated series. As part of the deal, Sinak will also assist in other series developments at the studio where it is that he's going to work on some of the Looney Tunes stuff. Uh, Senac credits include serving as a writer and correspondent on Comedy Central's The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, earning him three Emmys and a Writers Guild Award. In animation, he provided recurring voices on Netflix's BoJack Horseman, Fox's The Great North and Bob's Burgers, and FX's Archer. His most recent show on HBO Max at the moment is a satirical docuseries called Wyatt Senac's Problem Areas. 
which was nominated for a GLAAD award and is currently streaming on HBO Max. As I mentioned, I did watch an episode. It is very much like The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. It talks about really hot button issues in a satirical comedy format. He's pretty funny. Um, so I think that Should he wrote King, everything that he worked on that you said from Daily Show to Jon Stewart, writing King of the Hill, working, even though he was a voice actor, but still working with those shows, Bob's Burger, Archer, The Great North, and Bojack Horseman. Besides The Great North, I can say the other three have been the best shows adult animated wise of the last like five to six years and then i can say that he was on the bus adult animated show in my opinion of the 90s this dude's the real deal yeah uh, i would look him up i uh, would check out his show that's on the streaming on hbm max it's got a couple seasons on there it's pretty funny he, he is a, um he's also um on his comedy and I uh, believe he won a Grammy for one of his com or was nominated uh, he's for, about to be, for one of his comedy He's special. about to be the hardest working man at Cartoon Network. They about to use his pen for everything. Oh, an adult animated show? You know we want that for Adult Swim. Oh, you working on the Looney Tunes? You know we want that. Go work on some preschool baby shows, my G. Like, they about to use him like ESPN uses Stephen A. Smith in everything. So I think this was a, a big deal um, for Warner Brothers to sign this guy and, and have him have his hand in some of the animated content that they're putting out, especially after we just mentioned, you know, Fiona and cake, um, you know, the prince that came out recently, I talked about, uh, and some of the other HBO stuff. Max trying to take over. Close and enough. Anything part of really Warner like, Cartoon Network is HBO Max. HBO Max trying to take over. I don't blame them. Do y'all thing. I'm with it. I'm super sure. with it. But next up, we got 10 Robbins has signed on the series adaptation of Hugh Howie's wool at Apple. Robbins will star alongside previously announced cast member Rebecca Ferguson. Wool is set in a ruined and toxic future where a community exists in a giant silo underground, hundreds of stories deep. There, men and women live in a society full of regulations they believe are meant to protect them. Is, Tim Rob- is this about to be something serious? serious? Like, or is this, this about to be serious. something that's... Okay. It, it sounds is this like... be like know, a fantasy a po- element Sounds to like it? something post-apocalyptic, you know? Like... World, I just hope it's not like that thing up. with that with that world where everybody was living on the moving worlds. What's what, that we watched? What's that movie we watched? Like, oh, uh, Mortal Engines. Yeah, it sounds a little Mortal Engines-y to me. No, I mean, this is like... I, uh, I don't know. Like, but they're trapped I don't really in think a, there is something that... They're just like, not you moving. Can, they're, tra- they're trapped inside of there and they can't... Yeah, it's like, like living underground. Told- it's like if you were... If, if it was a nuclear war and everyone yeah. lived in a shelter underground, what would that be like? And what would the society and I'm assuming, be like? I'm assuming when they walk outside of that giant si- silo, they're going to so see nature. So it's like nature. fallout. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. This sounds cool. It just depends on like what's the premise of this story. Because this could be fantasy. This could be something serious. It could be multiple things. You know, Tim Robbins is a serious actor, of course, in the years of the So is Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson is as well. I, You know, and Apple has been really putting out some good stuff. So I imagine this is going to be something that could really be a big deal once it gets fully formed. I'd really like to see a trailer. Hell yeah. All right. Next up, we got Hulu. Whoa. Hulu has acquired the U.S. rights to the usual suspects. The in unusual English suspects. language heist. Oh, the un. I was like, are they rebooting the usual, su- the unusual suspects as an English language heist series starring Miranda Otto, Aina Dumalo, uh, Mer- Michelle Vergara Moore. Uh, the unusual suspects revolves around women from different walks of life who come together following the elaborate heist 
of a $16 million necklace which belonged to a self-made billionaire, a businesswoman. The ensuing police investigation exposes cracks in Eastern Sydney's sparkling facade and provides an insight into the immigrant experience into the region. Oh, so this is an already made show in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought this was about to be like a usual suspects remake. Okay, never mind. This is cool I feel like too, it's going to have elements within that because it is probably based off usual suspects. Um, but they're saying like it's the unusual suspects because it's like good girls, people you wouldn't expect to be caught up into a crime deal into a series um, yeah yeah but All i think right. it'd be pretty yeah, interesting cool. yeah i'm definitely check out at least two episodes when it comes on hulu sure something that we probably definitely won't be checking out is gerard butler's next upcoming action thriller called the plane trash uh it's called the plane it's called the plane oh my god wait let me guess what's gonna be before you read it this is Lyndon's guess at Gerard Butler's next movie, The Plane. So Gerard Butler's on a plane. Terrorists are on said plane. The plane cannot stop. Gerard Butler has to save the passengers on said plane and stop the terrorists before crashing said plane. Am I close? Let's see. Butler stars in the film as commercial pilot Brody Torrance, who after a heroic job of successfully landing his storm-damaged aircraft into hostile territory, finds himself threatened by militant pirates who are planning to take the plane and its passengers hostage. As the world's authorities and media search for the disappearing the disappeared aircraft, Brody must rise to the occasion and keep his passengers safe long enough to help them survive. <laughs> so, it's, it's not just what I said. It's a combination of all the shit he's been making. I just forgot the, the uh, environmental twist that I forgot of him surviving a crazy storm, just like Geostorm and all that other shit. I just forgot that aspect of it. So, we're going to take Geostorm and fucking his, his won't back down uh, Olympus is burning style movies and just, just smash them together. My bad, Gerard Butler. I undersold you. I, I, I should have known there was a weather aspect. From now on, I will. <laughs> uh, and then, like, this, this story that has, like, five people who are added to the cast, haven't heard of any of them, except for Mike Coulter. Oh, shout out to Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter, you shouldn't be doing this, dog. I know work can't be that thin for you. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> this shit is trash. He might be, he gotta be the second, he gotta be the, the second biggest person on this thing, huh? He, he, I think he is, yeah. Okay, so at least he's gonna be the second in command on this Gerard Butler sinking ship. Is he a pirate? People love these fucking movies. Oh, if they put Mike Coulter as a pirate, I'm gonna be pissed. Mike Coulter, you shouldn't have done this job if you're a pirate. If you're the terrorist. Jesus. All right, yeah. Glad I called it. Fuck this shit. Trash. Um, four Four quick stories that are definitely worth noting. Emma Stone, she confirmed that she's gonna return for Corella 2. Cruella is going to come nice. out on Disney Plus for free in a couple weeks. I'm excited to check that out. I'm watching um, that. Yep. Brian Cranston, Hope Davis, Jeffrey Wright, Scarlett Johansson, and Leah Schreiber have joined the ever-growing cast of Wes Anderson's newest movie. So just some other big cool. names adding up uh, with, Tom, with Tom Hanks and uh, what Tilda Swinton, I believe. Um, Jeremy Gerlich has been set to direct this, a sequel to Murder Mystery with the expectation that Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler will reprise their role in the Netflix film. I thought that movie wasn't half bad for a Netflix movie with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I would probably watch a sequel. Uh, And F-Boy Island renewed for season two at HBO Max. Nice. Nice. I'm I'm starting F-Boy Island tonight. After we finish, I'm ready. 
it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, I I really would like to see what they would do with the second season because it seems like a concept that you couldn't repeat. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll right. see what you think about it when you see it. But like uh, to have them do the same thing over again, I don't know how that would work. So. All right, bet. Well, next up, it's time for the segment of the show where we give you one movie or TV series or multiple that's just come out this week or that we've seen recently that we think you should check out called Movie on the Rise. Now, Schubert, because you have majority of the, the stuff well, coming out Well, I just put everything week, that was out there. Yeah, no, but you got the cool stuff. I'm going to just take one of these from you and let and set it out because I'm actually going to watch this movie. I'll probably go watch this tomorrow. The Protégé, which is going to be out. Uh, it's an action movie. Samuel L. Jackson. I forget the actress who's the lead, but basically Samuel L. Jackson was her mentor. Uh, Michael Keaton and some other bad guys kill him, and now she's out for revenge. This has everything I want to see. Michael Keaton as a villain. Samuel L. Jackson, a badass Maggie woman Q. being an assassin. I'm excited to see Maggie Q do this. I'm going to watch The Protégé probably right when I get off of work tomorrow. So, mm, watching it. Uh, stuff I have on here Reminiscence, the Hugh Jackman film that we talked about, it's trailer seems like it's going to be interesting but Definitely early meta scores have been weekend. bad oh, the reviews have been bad oh no I mean, they've been average it looked so good in the trailer I thought we were going to end up reviewing it never mind, it might be like we might end it. up reviewing it I mean. trash but um, it's going to be on HBO Max at home unless you want to watch it in theaters. It looks like yeah, I'm not going to pay to movie. watch that. Yeah. Um, the Night House is a movie that's coming out this week. It's a horror movie. It seems pretty scary. I think believe we may have talked about it. The trailer. Um, and it, it looks okay. like a pretty uh, pretty early trailer. It's almost like the Lake House. It's not even almost like the Lake House. It's almost like it's a horror movie where like the woman finds out that her husband is seeing someone that looks exactly like her, but she ends up finding out that it's like two different worlds that are built up. Like it's almost like the upside down and stranger things where it's like, he's okay. living a life that's almost similar on one end and like with her on the other end, it, it looks pretty scary. I kind of want to watch it when I get a chance. I'm probably not going to go see it in theaters though. Um, and then yeah. there's a movie with um, speaking of only fans early on, uh, Bella Thorne, she is going to be in this movie called Habit, where, you know, let me talk about the the long line for it. Because, like, at first I was like, oh, Bella Thorne movie. Also, Paris Jackson's going to be in this movie, Michael Jackson's uh, daughter. Um, but Sounds like the, an the interesting mo- movie, Schubert. <laughs> it sounds like an interesting movie, but it has bad reviews. And obviously, all Bella Thorne movies really had bad reviews. But the concept is a street smart party girl gets mixed up in a violent drug deal that and finds a possible way out of trouble by masquerading as a nun. So really funny concept um, if you want to watch something stupid. Uh, Nine Perfect Strangers series premiere came out on Hulu this week. So if you want to check that out, I will definitely be doing that. And The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf will be... Coming out next week before we record another podcast. Nice. So make sure you keep out on the Definitely for talking that. about that. Nice. Okay. Wait, it. did you watch Nine Perfect Strangers? Because I thought about watching. I haven't. But Not I ended yet. up. I ended up watching Reservoir Dogs. I mean, Reservoir Dogs instead. Reservation Dogs. Yeah, Reservation Dogs. Excuse me. So, did you like um, Nine Perfect Strangers, or you didn't watch it? Yet? No, I was. I was trying to watch it tonight, but then my girlfriend wanted to watch that OnlyFans thing. 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I saw it. I, it looks cool. I might, I'm gonna check it out though before next week's episode because, like, I like just getting on Hulu, seeing what they got new, and just clicking on it, seeing if it's good. But all right, what you want to talk about first? What, uh, Titans is gonna let's be last. Say, obviously, you want to talk about reservation? Let's dogs? talk about the com- let's you talk about give the your comedies first. I'm gonna talk about Dave first. Okay. And I'm gonna talk about reservation dogs. I think Dave really redeemed right, himself cool. at the end, and like I and That's I rewatched. People been telling me. I rewatched season one and season two in the past few days, and it kind of follows the same pattern where, like, there are some episodes in season one that are like, eh, and then there's some that are just like really cringy. And then in season two, it's kind of the same deal where there's some episodes that are just meh, like the Cream Abdul Jabbar episodes, meh. And then there's episodes that are cringy, like when he's with his parents. So, but then the last two episodes, just like, with you know the in the in the previous season where like you have the shit that goes down with Allie in the ninth episode and then you have the finale with the breakfast club he has like a really great ninth episode where he you know go kind of goes on like an enlightenment trip and kind of really finds himself and then the season finale very data heavy um don't want to talk about it too much because like it really kind of is it that goes you? one direction and you think like you're going to, something else going to happen. Then everything else happens. And I honestly got goosebumps at the end. I was like, wow, this is great. And like, it did Gator so die? For him. No, <laughs> no, Gator didn't die. Okay. 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 So you're excited for season three because of this ending. Both nine and 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I okay, thought, I thought that, that and after I rewatched both seasons, I actually think that season two, it, it ramped. It's like, better. It, it did. Okay. Okay. Like you, you so can see, you can see it. how the progression of season one is once, and then like I've watched some interviews with him and Gata and talking about the show and the development of the show and how it reflects. Like you know, even Little Dicky says he's like, yeah, this the show this trajectory of Little Dicky is kind of. Pl- gone past my trajectory as the actual little dicky and so he's like i'm hoping that i can kind of catch up to it because he's about to release his actual real album so 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 this was this was supposed to be like this because it was supposed to be low in the beginning to come up and finish high whereas the last season it started off high and then finished out low that you know as the season ends in season two him being a total asshole for the whole season makes sense. And, you know, you oh, understand, okay. like, every episode is supposed to represent his relationships with other people within his life and how he and how it may he may be the asshole in a lot of those senses and how those relationships work out and how that they, you know, maybe resolve at the end. OK, all right. Well, yeah. I'm about to check that out then. As as a you know, from episode one, season one to episode 10, season two, you can, you can see the trajectory moving. Like you can see how, okay. how it's, how his career is moving up. All right. Well, I got to I'm going to watch Dave then this weekend. I'll be ready for next weekend. I'll catch up and watch it all, but something that I don't have to catch up and watch that I'm going to be watching weekly reservation dogs. Bravo tycho with TD. You did it again, sir. This show's great. Like the first episode's a little slow. 
First episode's a little slow, but that's you getting to know the cast. But once you get to episode two, where they're selling meat pies and there's these delinquents fighting. and they're just like trying to live fighting, I'm like, okay, I dig it. And then episode three really just makes you fall in love with these characters where you meet one of the characters' uncle and they go on an adventure with the uncle. I love that girl that wears the backwards hat, man. She is hilarious. She, yeah, she's she really is funny. hilarious. She, she might be my favorite one. Bear's okay. And the girl whose uncle it was cool, but I like the girl with the backwards hat the most. And then the little dude with the who wore the dilated glasses, cheese, who was with the grandma. He was like, I got to my grandma dead, but I'm a, I'll hang out with you, old lady. And he walked yeah. her out. I thought that shit was hilarious. And then the cop who was like, ooh, onions, onions make me gassy. And then he eats the onion thing and he's constantly shitting. I just thought, great show, man. Good job, Taika. You did it. And I think this is dope because... It shows us a side of life we didn't see. Like the reason why Rami I thought was good because we saw a different side of life we didn't see. P- uh, pin uh, pin fifteen a different side of life we didn't see. The reason why a lot insecure was great a different life aside we didn't see. This taking the the idea of being loving Reservoir Dogs is them being delinquents and showing like that thing of having these people be like delinquents quote unquote. I dug it. I, it's very. It deserves the name Reservation Dogs. I, I I think it earned it, and I think it earned it well. Yeah, like I guess that first episode is kind of like they do play into the res, re, Reservoir Dogs, where like when they get in the suits for like their friend's funeral or whatever, or like and they ste- and they do a funeral. heist and they do a heist, and you know you they are a gang. You know, whether and they, they talk like the people on Reserv- Reservoir Dogs. It's like it's that type of dialogue. It just it you can feel the t- Tarantino homage in it, but doing its own thing. I loved it. How'd you feel about it? I like this show. I'm in. Yeah, at first I thought it was gonna be a little bit more serious, and when it wasn't, I liked it more. I you know when it, I, that comedy got injected into it, I was like, this is way easier to watch, and like I, I feel like I can relate to the characters. And episode one is like, a lot like i think two two and three are the best ones two and three really shows you what this show can be one is a lot one is a little heavy it's a little heavy and you also gotta like, get it introduced to, well you gotta get introduced to the whole deal like you gotta understand like where they're from and what <gasps> their lives are like and you know about their friend being dead and what that means for the group and you know all the all these things that come into effect, and then once you get into the, the other episodes, you're like, oh, okay, well, like I already understand like where they're coming from, so now I can understand what they're doing now. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty no, good show. 100%. We'll see how it can how it continues to go. Uh, every episode comes out on Mondays, so um, yeah, by so the we'll end of the season, we'll see if it gets renewed or not, and. Uh, Hopefully it does. I haven't man. heard a lot of and traction this, and if about it. Does, it so. It's just another win for Taika. Yeah, agree. And you know, Taika's winning again. Will we do in the shadows? And now this. I, I hope it gets a, another season. But a show that I'm loving. I like the first episode. And if you didn't, then this just means I'm a Stephen Amell fan. But heels, baby. I'm in, Steven. You got me into another show. I'm so happy I followed your career. Shubert, I'm in it, man. I'm, 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 I can't believe I'm into the small world of Duffy wrestling, the DWL. But I'm in. I, I finally learned what kayfabe meant about breaking story. I got yeah. it. I'm in here. I know now. I love, I, I love the first episode of Heels. How did you feel about it before we like dive into like certain things about it? I feel like it is beneficial 
to watch that show with just a tiny bit of knowledge of like what wrestling is supposed to be. And so like, mm-hmm. so I feel like for you and I, I guess who kind of little bit understand like what a heel is like the meaning of like that term gives it, gives us a little bit more um, understanding of where things are coming from. I thought it was really cool that James Harrison, I didn't realize that he was a character yeah. on this. I like I, I thought that was cool to see. Um, I think that Stephen Amell and uh, what's the other guy's name? That's his brother. I think they're killing it. Oh, and Alexander I mean, Ludwig. He, yeah, yeah, they did a good job. I mean, I think they're doing a phenomenal job as the two brothers. Like, I like the whole cast. I even like the little the girl that's like his valet, who they're calling his valet. I liked her. I like the other black wrestler. I like Big Jim. I, I, I like the, the cast. The other... And then crazy thing is Steve. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I like the other woman who's like at the you know the behind the scenes director. Oh yeah, she's awesome yeah. too. And then I like the his dad's old partner coming in trying to steal the brother and Stephen Amell saying fuck this. You want the belt? You stay here and fight for it, Alexander. Being a little selfish and Alexander Ludwig's like I'm trying to go off and be be a megastar. Being a little bad to the family, both a little bad, both are wrong. It's going to be interesting to see which dynamic I agree with after episode 2. Stephen Mill said fuck this and almost broke that dude's arm. Straight heel shit. That's some heel shit, bro. I was like, "Whoa, but he let he kind of broke kayfabe right there he kind of did is that why the episode's called kayfabe yeah well it, it yeah to introduce that but then also where he breaks at the end it ruins the show pretty much and it's mm-hmm. so like you know for him to do for it shows you like as much as he put into it for him to do something like he's that still a hypocrite yeah you, you, one a hypocrite and two it also means that much to him that he would ruin everything just to make a point to keep his yeah yeah so his brother realizes like he ain't shit dog like i i, I could really be the the wrestler here but well, like, i mean i made just- he, he ain't he ain't shit because like his whole career is based off him so he's like yeah true is the character that that Stephen amell made and i thought that was an interesting debate during the whole episode of like do the like he's okay with everything because he writes it and he knows he created it but ace is the person who brought the character to life so it's the interesting debate of is the story writer the important one or is the person who said the words and conveyed it to the public the important one i thought that was an interesting thing that was being debated throughout that show it's also an interesting debate it's of you know, character descriptions, you know, to, in, mm-hmm. in order to not break kayfabe, Stephen Mill's character won't go to church, but he's the kind yep. of guy who is a family man, cares about the community where his brother is supposed to be his brother hero. in church if he has to go and doesn't yeah. go to church. And, and, who's, and then he's got his brother who's supposed to be the hero and then will, you know, make people cry and steal and, piece of shit what a bad guy so St- I-, I guarantee you Stephen Amell is going to be the hero the face of this at the end of this he's not going to be a heel the whole time I think Alexander Ludwig's about to be the heel we'll see I don't know what's going to happen but I'm definitely in that's all I know I'm about to watch all the episodes the, the downfall 
the downfall of Ace and Jack Spade. What a good name for a wrestler as like a family. They're the that, that they're the Spade, the Spade family, the King of Spade, the Jack of Spade, the Ace of Spade. I, I like that idea. It just gave me vibes of Royal Flush Gang. Like I just I, I don't know. I like the the Spade family. I just like that as like a wrestling team thing. I thought that was cool. All right, let's get into it. Best show of the week. My goodness. Episode like and we'll we'll talk about episode four last, but my God. Episodes one, two, and three of Titans. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. You can, you can My definitely goodness, tell. The way they... Yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell that. Oh no, go ahead. DC Universe had its one thing going, and like as much as we love DC Universe, having HBO Max take over is it's obvious. Like you can just tell was that the it's best different. thing. At, yeah, was the best thing that happened. My goodness. And it and it felt so comic booky. It felt right. I know people are some people are upset that Batman Ian Glenn's like a shitty person, but besides him, everything else is pretty comic accurate. the The way they did Death in the Story, introducing Red Hood, was Chef's kiss beautiful. When you see Red Hood and you see all the mob bosses of Gotham, he throws the bag on there with the head of all their their first lieutenants. Oh, what a beautiful scene! You've watched Batman Under the Red Hood straight from that animated scene. Straight from the comic book, the way they handled Red Hood, bravo, Kieran Waters, your performance as Red Hood, bravo, Barbara Gordon, who might be my favorite person of the season right now, I love Barbara Gordon, she adds this type of, this this neededness to the show, I love her connection with Dick, Brendan Thwaites, Bravo, you're killing it as Nightwing. You should never be that dark guy you were in season one and half of season two. You need to be Nightwing and Nightwing fully because you got it. Also, love Superboy. Love how Superboy is being used as his Superboy side and his Lex Luthor side. I love how they're not forgetting dude's super fucking smart and he's fucking Superman. Love that. I even liked how Beast Boy got some shine. He did. Loved he it. Did. Starfire? Got some shine, loved it. She's gonna get more. She got more in episode four, but Hank and Dove, I will say, whole time I was like, man, why is Hawk and Dove here, bro? They need to be out of the show. But then when it happened in episode three, I was like, no, they killed my guy. No. Episode three was probably <laughs> my favorite so far, just because of the tension that was built throughout the whole thing, and then it did it did give you a lot of those different elements. The Barbara and Dick relationship and, and Dick having to do anything he can to, to you know, to make things happen. Uh, Superboy having to use his Lex Luthor side, you know, find, seeing Dove at her breaking point. Um, you know, I also think the one thing you didn't mention is uh, as much as there's been trouble with him on the set and like things that have come out about that, you know, having Jonathan Crane and Scarecrow, there does oh there's been issues with him on the set yeah apparently he was a really bad person on set oh i didn't even know that because i was gonna give him props next oh yeah don't give him props but but the character has been great i'm i I enjoy that the character (laughs) has been added i like that he's a stoner i thought that was fucking hilarious that's pretty funny (laughs) i I love this like they have this uh Bro, they have this fucking Silence of the Lambs, Judy, Fo- of, uh, uh, Jody Foster, Anthony handle, Hopkins yeah. relationship. When Nightwing's bringing him, Nightwing's like, I don't know what this fire is. And the next time he comes with the gas, boy, Scarecrow was like, "Ooh, this is that gas." And I was like, "Nah, bro, nah, this is hard. This is hard." <laughs> 
I mean, I thought it was they pretty wild. They got Scarecrow saying, nah, I, I, that's yeah. gas. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I mean, I, I've enjoyed Scarecrow's character and his addition to it. And then season or in episode four really kind of surprised me with like how much that Jason really let Scarecrow in on the background. Like how Dick was being so candid with him about like, yeah, Bruce, the blah, blah. I'm like, Scarecrow just know all this information. Like, I, like until like Scarecrow kind of like because that's because mean, fucking Red Hood told him everything, man. God, what a douche! But see, Dick knew. I, I feel like Dick Lowkey knew Scarecrow was involved the whole time because Jason was making fear gas. Like Dick was the only one who saw this chemistry shit, saw the drug shit, and I was like, I I knew that that was the case. I didn't want Scarecrow to be the bad guy behind Jason or the bad guy with Jason. But you know, I guess it's well, cool. I, just, I would have much didn't rather believe that he. I didn't believe for a second that he was like good. I was like, "Where's the turn coming?" I just would have preferred him be the the, the strategy, like the guy that they consult, and then have like a different big bad behind with Jason. I don't know. I that's the I only thing I didn't a bigger, like. Big I, bad. Oh, you think there's a really, bigger big bad behind it? Yeah, I mean, I think Scarecrow was the means of beginning what Jason has become. But I don't think he's pulling the strings. If that makes sense. Okay. Like I feel like I feel okay. like everything so do that Jason's think... doing right now is on him. Like I feel like Jason is, gotcha. is running his own now, show you... right now. But he wouldn't have become what he is now without the relationship with John McCray. The person, yeah. Yeah. See, and and my thing is, do you think there's gonna be another person behind the scenes that made it possible? for Crane to help Jason and to bring, like, Jason died. Like, so who took him out of that thing? Like, is that going to be someone else? Or is that, is that, exactly. like, who is that big bad behind it? Or Jonathan is that Crane was in Harkham. So. Exactly. And that's my thing. So who is that big bad guy? And that's a good point. So it is in Scarecrow. I hope whoever it is, it works well. And I hope Scarecrow can still be used as a consultant. I don't know if that's going to happen after episode four, but I would like it to. Yeah, episode four kind of puts a lot of different things in motion because we got the whole Blackfire thing now, too. Um, yep, and, you know, and, Raven's still and out Jason on an escapes. island, so eventually, yeah, Jason escapes. Ev- you know, eventually, Raven's going to probably pop in in the next couple episodes or so with probably Donna. But that's just going to help Starfire with ever this I Blackfire I guarantee you shit. episode five is going to be all Raven, or at least half the episode. Because we have to know what she's that. doing over there. And she has to bring There's back sh- Donna because, like, we know that she's going to show up. The, the actress is There's on two set. shows right now going on. And see, we're at this point, and Titans is great. I love the Starfire shit, but there's two shows. They just need to say, fuck all this cosmic, raveny magic shit and just do Dick and the Outsiders where Gar, Dick and the Titans, where they do battle crime in Gotham. Like, that, that's what made season three so great so far. It's Dick and his sidekicks battling shit in Gotham. I'm with it if that's the case. Like, make Starfire be his partner. Give her a big role. But, like, all this Raven magic bringing Donna back to life. I ain't with that side of this shit. No. Like, I've I've pretty much just enjoyed, like, not even having Raven around at this point. But but I feel like when she... when she comes back, it is going to help with the Beast Boy element because you can tell in, like, those earlier episodes that he's, like, experimenting with the idea of becoming different things. So like, I'm I like hoping that. that. I do, I do, I like that. So I'm hoping that that gets expanded on a little bit more for him, for his sake. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all the Nightwing mm-hmm. stuff's fire. I, mean, I want him. I want more of Dick and Barbara. But I so love like, like him and 
Same. I want more dick in Barbara. I want a little more dick in Starfire because I think we need that. Even though like they're the two leads, we got the dick side of things and the Starfire things and, we, and, they, and the team kind of fluctuates between the two. But I need more between them. Also, I love Superboy and Gar. Everything with them together. I love it. And I think Superboy is the perfect partner for Gar. Um, Dove leaving. Cool. Whatever. Bye. I was more, I'm like, like I'm, I'm more upset at you. At this point. And I feel like the way they got her out, like she's not even grieving. Like you killed Hank, bitch. Get out of here. It's your fault. Well, you I'm, pushed well, that I mean, Superboy I'm glad was going to save him. Said the, the Superboy, she was like, Superboy, don't be upset with yourself. Like you did everything. It was me who pulled the trigger. Like, like Superboy was going to save him. I don't think Jason was going to exploit Hank's chest. Like I think it was going, I really think Superboy was going to save his ass. But Dawn's punk ass exploded my man Hank. R.I.P. Thad Castle gone. Oh, I'm gonna miss my man, bro. See, Hank changed I'm, his life. And that's another element where I feel like they've taken it from DC Universe. Because I mean, you know, Donna died last year, whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, this was like serious. Like, this was like, oh, you really went there. You really blew a dude up, like in Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, how did they rebuild it so fast shit. for episode four like they were still in Wayne man I was like there should be a big hole in there somewhere <laughs> like yeah, Superboy's in the kitchen they don't look like nothing's wrong with the kitchen he's just washing his hands and Beast Boy's like come on man and I'm like yo where's the cinder and the fire and the hole in the ceiling <laughs> hey it's a big it's a big mansion man that was on one wing <laughs> true, true 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 um i'm trying to think of some other stuff i really liked i liked all i liked the opening scene of them fighting gizmo as titans i thought that was oh, really yeah. cool i thought that was awesome um i like nightwing using his bow staff fighting i love that with the electricity i like the first I'm, time he fought red hood and broke the mask and we see half a, we see it's revealed jason i thought that was a good fight with red hood as much as you know, people knock on Ian Glenn and his Bruce Wayne. I think that the stuff that he did so far to set things up was necessary and put a lot of stuff in motion. And the scene with him and the crowbar was pretty wild. I thought it was a dream at first. I was like, no way is that real. As much as much as I don't like, and as much as I don't like this type of Batman. And when I say I don't like, I'm not talking about Ian Glenn. I'm just talking about the story structure. The Batman yeah. who's the psychopath, evil Batman who uses this as a war kind of dark knight returns the the one the ending batman of like this is a war this is a mission as much as i don't like that style of batman england's doing a good job he really was and like the conversation with dick batman and barbara i thought was great it felt realistic even to the point when barbara berates him because that's what the bat family would do i love that uh i love dick finding the other recruits man seeing carrie carrie kelly seeing um i believe one of the arsenals but and then stephanie brown and duke thomas loved all of that love seeing tim drake because like i'm telling you yeah, tim drake is gonna be back. night tim drake's gonna be nightwing's robin bro i'm it's good it's about to be the nightwing nightwing is about to be batman and this is his sidekicks bro his team he's about to have a robin he really is i think it's coming yeah, like unless I Ian, totally forgot unless that Ian like, Glenn comes back, because I but I don't think Ian Glenn's coming back as Batman. He killed Joker. I don't, I don't think he's line. coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't think he's coming back. But you know, I yeah, I totally did forget about that because that was like episode one thing. But Tim Trank showing up, and uh, yeah, I mean, when's he kind of be be back? I mean, what? How many episodes are we even getting in this season? Is, is there like is that even listed on HBO Max? I think it's I think it's twelve. It's got to be more than. I think it's twelve. Eight, right? 
Titans I'm, season I'm, three. Let's see. Titans season three, number of episodes. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Why is Google doing this? Now my shit's not loading. Oh, here we go. So like season one had eleven. So I mean, even eleven would be a pretty good number. Season twelve had thirteen. So yeah, I assume we'll probably get that many. I'm assuming anywhere between two. Oh yeah, that's third. Hold on, let's see how many episodes of Titan season three are there. Okay, let's see what we got. I mean, even if it has as much as season episodes. two, thirteen. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's a yeah, it's gonna have thirteen episodes. Yep. Okay. Cool. I assume, like I I'm said, I assume with... I assume we're gonna go to Raven next. Like yeah, if we're, if I'm if I'm saying like I feel like we're gonna go to Raven next. Just to know at least what she's doing. I don't know if it's going to be the whole episode, but at least half the episode is probably going to be Raven. They're definitely bringing her back in season four. She's coming back in season four with control of her powers, and they're going to use her next next season. I mean, I think she's coming back at the end of this season with Donna. Oh, okay. Okay, real. So you think Donna's going to be in this season? Well, I mean, I thought I saw that she was on set. Like, they've made it known oh, yeah, that she, she was, was supposed to come she, back. They both were... That's what I'm saying. And like Raven is not yeah, going to go the whole season without her being on there. So like, I think that they're going to show what Raven's doing in, at and least, they're going to need Raven to beat Blackfire too. Yeah. And see, the fact that they gave Blackfire psychic powers, they're going to need Raven to beat her. So, Because yeah. Blackfire normally just has the same powers as Starfire. Like, they both shoot beams, they both have super strength and speed, but they gave Blackfire psychic powers among like whatever else she has. So she's, they're going to need Raven to beat her. Yeah, so soon within the next couple of weeks, I mean, we're gonna get some Raven stuff, and I think we're you know Red Hood's gonna he's gonna be around. I feel like he's got to regroup and figure out his next move. So we might get more yeah, Blackfire plan. So I mean, that's why I'm thinking. Who do you think is the MVP right now? Nightwing, best person in the season right now. Nightwing, yeah. I'm torn between Nightwing, Red Hood, and Barbara Gordon. I'm not going to give it to Barbara Gordon, even though she's my favorite. The best, I got to give it to Kern Walters, Red Hood, over Nightwing. Even though Nightwing's been great, him as Red Hood has been the best fucking thing in this probably show. Better than he's him been as a Robin. great villain. I got to give it to him. He's probably doing this huh? better than he did. He's doing this better than he did Robin, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. He's way better at this than he is Robin. Like, I feel like he's having fun doing this shit and he loves it. I hope they don't kill him so they can bring him back like in season five. It's like a consultant or like he, he's an anti-hero now. Like, I'm so interested in this journey of Jason. Like, will they kill him? Will he go to jail? Will he go his own way, like escape at the end of season five, uh, season four, and then become an anti-hero later in the show? I'm just interested in how they play this out, but... So far, I'm into all four Titans episodes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think we talked about everything about the four, huh? Talked yeah, about Hank's death, talked about Scarecrow. One thing I'm thinking about talked is about like... Blackfire. Rose died, didn't she? Nah, you brought up a great point. That's the only complaint people have been having of like canon. Rose did not die. Where is she? So, I mean, Rose did not die. Rose is alive. I think, I think that has... Rose went with Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm saying like that might have something to do with Red Hood down the line. Whether she is joined up with Red Hood or whether she's a part of bringing Red Hood 
back to an anti-hero Down. space. Mm, gotcha. But I think like she might be yeah, missing that is Link a good point. this. Because they did not say anything about Rose or Jericho or any of that shit that happened last year. Well, Jericho was said, mentioned. Because hey. Jericho's oh, he dead. Wa- he was. Because uh, Jonathan oh, yeah, Crane they did mention, they did mention made, Jericho. made a, a jab at Nightwing about Jericho being dead. Like yeah. The, the, what the, he was the like, he was like what about kid? all your mistakes? Yeah, about all your mistakes. Jericho, Raven. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You right, you right, you right. Okay, yeah, I'm loving the season though. I think that's everything. I think we talked about everything though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I made sure to mention the stuff I liked about Ian Glenn, Batman, Barbara Gordon, all that shit. Yeah, Barbara Gordon's just great. I, oh, and the Barbara Gordon line I loved about Nightwing to Nightwing was when she was like, uh, you should stop. You should leave Gotham. You don't have to try to live up and be like your dad. And he was like, okay, Commissioner Gordon. Thought that was a great yeah. line because, yeah, she is doing like her dad. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so they're about to be the new Batman and Commissioner Gordon. I hope they work. The other thing I can think of regarding Hank is like when he was doing all that shit that Jason was setting him up for. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, especially when he had to like strip naked and jump into that gross ass water. I was like, bro, what are you doing? I was like, Hank, you dumb. Like, I see why they put you as a police on a bike. Like, my G, they took you took off all them clothes, followed Jason just to get kidnapped, and you knew he was evil. And you said you talked a big game about how if you come across him, you're gonna beat him up. You need to kill him. You was just lying, my G. Stop that. But I didn't want to see Hank go. I'm not gonna lie. That death kind of hurt. That's not that was it like did, one of the I first mean, two I was just thinking the whole time before he got that bomb strapped, and I was just like, You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Super idiot. And then see, I, I I was like the whole time I'm like, is he gonna die? Is he gonna die? But when they made every character say their goodbyes to Hank, I was like, oh, he's dying. And I was like, nah, they're not gonna hit kill Hank. So when they did it, I was like, damn, they killed him. But when you think about it, Dick told him goodbye, Dawn told him goodbye, I almost had sex with him. Uh Connor told him goodbye. I mean, not Connor, Guard told him goodbye. Everybody told him goodbye. So it was like, oh, they're killing his ass. But I didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, yeah, please don't either. kill him. Yeah, I didn't I think it was Superboy coming, was but the death flags were there. Because I thought it was going to be Superboy's W. Like, I was like, okay, Superboy's going to get a big W here. That's exactly what I thought. But I feel like they're breaking Superboy down to build him up. Yeah. Just like they did with Night. They, that's, that's this show's thing. We break a character down to build them up. They always do this shit. So, yeah. but all right, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, the only other thing is Paradise got started this week. Um, bunch of sluts, man. Like all the all the <laughs> dudes. I'm saying like dudes and girls in general. Like they they're all coming on the beach, and the, there was five different people who like made out, and each one of them said afterwards, "I think we're the first couple to make out in Paradise." I'm like, no, you're all making out because you're. Because you are all just like out there to fucking do the most. And then Demi comes in at the end and she's like, Yeah, I'm about to steal everybody's man. I'm about to stir some shit up. I'm like, Demi, come on. Why is oh, she I need here? To watch this, then. Oh my gosh, dude, it's wild. They're going they're wild. Oh, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm watching this for next week. We're gonna be a bad And, da- and David Spade was not bad. David Spade okay. comes on there and and I was like, he's funny. I think it, it's working. But like, and of course, Wells does his deal, and it's obvious that Wells is the host. Mm, okay, well, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna definitely watch that then. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. Bachelor it, man. I'm loving fire. It. I'm and loving our review segment up. right now. We yeah. got heels, Titans, Bachelor in Paradise. This is a solid time for us. Visions is coming up. 
Shang-Chi's in a couple couple weeks. Yeah, I'm hyped for Shang-Chi. That's going to be a big movie. I'm hyped for that for sure. And then we got like some some releases throughout now. So yeah, we're we're in a good spot. So fuck yeah. Man. Thank you everybody who listens each and every week. Yes, thank and you. Shout out to the OG listening. fans who who got cuz we have fans who bought DC Universe because we told them Titans was good. Well, we told them we wanted to watch Titans in season 1 and they followed us with the review since then. So if you're an OG Titans listener, Fuck yeah. Shout out to my guy, Queeby, because Queeby hit me up, was like, bro, all of that bad shit we went through with Titans is amazing now. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah it is, Queeby. Fuck yeah, it is. For sure. And I mean, you know, even in the, the case for Doom Patrol, too, I mean, Doom Patrol, you know... Season 3 has looks a, also elevated. looks like a different level al- than that DC. Has also elevated yeah. from what was on DC Universe. And like from what I heard about Stargirl is that Stargirl was a show that was supposed to be on DC Universe, and the only reason it it's on CW is because DC Universe failed. So it's actually, from what I'm hearing, is a is a good show, and and is only going to get elevated okay. more from HBO Max. So okay, that's what's it's up. not a CW yeah. show, is what I've heard. Is that it's a DC Universe show that had to go on CW because they didn't have DC Universe anymore. The budget. No, I mean just yeah, the, 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 the service. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The service. So, yeah. But all right, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty um, much everything, ladies and gents. Yeah, let everyone know what's going on with the Bros and Thing Network and uh, your socials. All right, you can find me at LinBWT, follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. Uh, be sure to check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk, Never Less Than Ill. There will be a new run it back dropping next week. We're finally doing it. We just didn't want to give y'all another Zodiac review because, like we said, we wanted to watch a new movie and then return to Zodiac later. So you'll get a new run it back probably either on Thursday or Friday, but we're going to record it next Wednesday so y'all can be on the lookout for that. I will drop a poll to let y'all know which movie we're going to do tomorrow so y'all can watch it in advance for next Thursday or Wednesday. And I'm going to do that tomorrow, so make sure you follow Bros Who Think on Twitter. But other than that, that's it. You can follow me at LinBWT on Letterboxd because recently I reviewed some movies because I've been watching some Korean movies recently. And I watched Bong Joon-ho's great movie, Memories of Murder. I got my review on um, Letterboxd. I watched that. And let's see what some other shit I watched that I reviewed. I reviewed Green Knight. That's on Letterbox, and yeah, that's, that's man. also uh, now available on BOD. It's for twenty dollars. It is. Oh yeah, you should watch that so we could talk about it. Twenty dollars. I was like, twenty dollars like, is expensive. I was like, for twenty dollars, I can get both part one and part two of Long Halloween. It'll drop in a little bit. It'll drop in a couple weeks. Let's do Long Halloween next week, and then it'll, it'll drop. But yeah, Memories of Murder. If you haven't watched it and you like Parasite. And you like not minding watching, reading subtitles, Memories of Murder is great. You should definitely watch that fucking movie. It is incredible. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HUber14, uh, Letterboxd, Adam BWT. I'll probably put out a review. I did watch Werewolves Within with uh, the AT&T oh, girl nice. and Sam Richardson. It was a pretty pretty good little whodunit mystery film. Um yeah, I'm definitely deserving of the oh, praise. Oh, me and my girl gotten. finally watched Nobody. 
Me and Chris oh, yeah. watched Nobody this good, weekend. Right? I forgot. I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, I liked it. I did like it. I, I when when the dad in RZA came out and they just did it as a family. I was like, oh my goodness. And my girlfriend was like, how do you expect to do this by himself? I was like, see, babe, you don't watch these types of movies. If he'd have did it by himself, he'd have got shot a couple times. But he'd have did it. He'd have just been injured doing it. This was like, eh, I'll get help from my family. I'm an old man. man I don't want to get Doc injured Brown. doing this. <laughs> yeah, that was Doc Brown. That's what Chris said. Chris was like. Great Scott, look at look look it's Doc Brown, Marty. And I was like, yeah, it is fucking Doc Brown. And then the RZA, yeah, it was a good movie though. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it was fun. Other, other than that, I guess the um, the only other thing to say is if you are in the Lafayette area, the in the region, and you haven't gotten tickets yet, we were, are going to do a panel at what is it, Louisiana Comic Con? Yep, in Lafayette on Saturday. Down? Yeah, at the Cajun Dome Convention Center, Saturday, August 28th. Schubert and I will be doing a show, and then Chris and I for Anime Talk will be doing one on the 29th. So next weekend, wear your mask and come kick it with Schubert, myself, and Chrissa, some of the bros who think squad, at Louisiana Comic Con. Get your tickets today at avcconventions.com. But Saturday, come check us out. All right. Um, So there's one more bros who binge before that. And um, join us next week when we talk a little bit more about what's been going on with some of these shows that we just reviewed today, as well as uh, Long Halloween. So, yes, uh, sir. For Lynn Byrne, my name's Adam Schubert, and I hope everyone out there has a great week. And as always, keep binging. <laughs>